March 4th, 2022. We're in Masechet Sanhedrin on Daf Nun Vava Mudalef. Eight lines from the top. Let's begin at the beginning of the Gemara. Again, said the Gemara Tana, we learned in the Beraita, Ad Shiyevarech Shem Beshem. The halacha is that if a person is to wrongfully, of course, uh, blaspheme, use God's name not only in vain, but curse God's name, in order to be Hayav Mita, in order to get Sekila, the person should not only mention his name, he has to mention his name as the method, as the way to cursing God. As the Mishnah told us, Yake Yose Be Yose, or Yose Yake Yose, which means to say, it's not just someone mentioned God's name and then you curse, or someone cursed and then you mention God's name. It's that you mentioned God's name as a way, as a means to the curse. Says the Gemara Minaha Nemile, from where do we derive such a halakha? It seems like a little bit of a different halakha. Perhaps you could just curse God's name, and that would be sufficient. Amar Shemuel da Amar Kera. Shemuel says, if you read carefully, there seems to be a redundancy. On the one hand, the Pasuk says, V'nokev Shem. Nokev, as the Gemara will tell us in just a few lines, is a reference to a Megadift, a person who's cursing God. And then the Pasuk says again, V'nokpo Shem Yumat. It mentions twice the cursor of God's name. As he curses God's name, he'll die. Why twice? Why that double reference? It seems clear, says the Gemara for us, says Shemuel, that the only way in which you're going to be liable to the death penalty, not that it's wrong anyway, not that you won't get lashes anyway, but death penalty will only come if you do it in this unique way of cursing God with God's name. In other words, makeh, shem Hashem, you're using his name and you're mekalil, his name. Says the Gemara Mimai, how do you know that that Pasuk, which will be our vantage point, uh, which will be our paradigm for Megadeh, for Mekalel, which uses that word Nokev, of course, twice, as we just mentioned. How do you know that that's a reference to cursing? The word Nokev, as we mentioned yesterday, really means to carve out. What you can carve out figuratively with speech, I carved out my words, I decided what I was going to say, I specified, that's what you're doing, but you could also physically carve out something. So for example, we've been referring and understanding Vinokiv as a reference to carving out God's name and you're using his name as you carve his name out, so to speak, but maybe it's you literally carved it out. You have God's name written on a table, written on a piece of paper, and then you cut through it. Maybe that's what the Torah is referring to when it talks about this, uh, this hayuv mitah. What's that? There certainly is, but not of this severity. Says the Gemara, and you know, the Gemara is wondering, maybe it is with this severity. How do you know from where that this lashon in the Torah of nokev is a reference to baruche? Of course, baruche being lashon saginahor, a euphemism. We don't mean blessing, we mean cursing. How do you know that's what it means? Well, on the one hand, dichtiv ma'ekov lo el. Uh, on the one hand, the pasuk by Bil'am says that Bil'am rhetorically asks, what am I going to curse that hasn't already or won't already be cursed by God? And he uses the Lashon Kabo, Ekob. So that's, uh, that's supporting what we, what we believed. The Azharate, that would be uh, just understanding the word. And the Azhara, Mehacha, the pasuk says, Elohim lo tekalel. The pasuk says in Parashat Mishpatim, Elohim lo tekalel. The pasuk describes not cursing Elohim. Now, Elohim, of course, could mean Betin very often. In that context, it finishes, the Pasuk does, with Venas Ibe Amecha Lotaor. It's a reference 
to the important people, to the Dayanim, but as well, the understanding is that it would be referring to God as well. Elokim lo is to important individuals, and God as well. Well, that being the case, if I argue that, I look at the Pasuk by Bil'am, and I say that Pasuk is a description of what the word Kabo means, it means to curse. I now have an Azhara, I have a warning in the Torah, Elokim lo don't curse God. I have a punishment, that's the Pesukim I started off with, and those were and a person who's nokvoshem yumat. Maybe that's not the proper understanding. That's what you've been working with. That's what we've assumed. Maybe that was a wrong assumption. Ve'ema. Perhaps I could or should say instead mibraz hu. Mibraz means to cut. Perhaps this is referring to, as I mentioned a moment ago, the physical cutting, not the carving out in the figurative sense. You used God's name and you used His name against Himself, so to speak. But rather, it you took God's name in the physical sense and you cut through it. Dichtiv. After all, the pasuk says by Yehoyada Hakohen. It's a story in Sefer Melachim where he's collecting money for the mikdash. He's making a bedekabayit. He wants to restore the mikdash. In order to do so, he puts a kupa. He puts a sedaka uh, box at the entrance to the mikdash. And as he puts that box over there, Vaikov Hor Bidalto, he carves, he cuts a hole in it. Same word, Vaikov. And over there, it's not figurative, it's not reference of speech, it's rather actually putting a hole, it's actually cutting something. That would be a proof text that this word vaikov, ma'ekov, is not the only way we use these words, nokiv, we use it sometimes physically as well. The azharate and the azhara would be mehacha from the following pasuk, vibad temechemam, lo ta'asun ke nadunaylechem. Pasuk says, when you enter into Israel, destroy physically the names, any reference to the avodazara of the place. Don't do so to God, so you have azhara. And you have as well a punishment. Who told you? What made you so clear? That when we talk in the first Pesukim that we cited in the Gemara, V'nokev Shem, V'nokpo Shem Yumat, it was referring to the figurative carving, the mentioning of God's name and cursing it. Maybe it was actually the physical one of cutting it. Says the Gemara, Ba'ina Shem Beshem Veleka. Answers the Gemara, we would need, keep in mind, we began the Gemara with a Beraita, explanation of Shemuel, we would need the curse of God to be with God. Do you remember that? The Pasuk said, for example, Shemuel told us, Vinokev Shem, Binokbo Shem. So it appeared to be, the Beraita, Shemuel helped us understand, that in order to violate this Isur and, and get the death punishment, what you need to do is, you need to do that Nikiva, quote-unquote, we don't know what that means at the current moment, with the name of God. Well, let's try to figure this out in both ways. If it's... If it's with cursing, so all right, I can curse his name with his name. That's what the Mishnah said. Yake, Yose, Yake, Yose. You mentioned God's name. You say it should strike, will be cursed by Yose, whatever the circumstances. You can mention, you could talk about a person, you can curse them with their own name by mentioning it. Everyone can be in strange ways clever with that. However, to, to cut God's name with God's name? The Gemara says it's inconceivable. Is that really inconceivable? You really can't think of a situation? What about the following? You have one 
piece of paper with God's name, and you place on top of it another piece of paper with God's name, and then you take a knife and you cut through both of those names of God. Then it's two separate things, but it's interesting. Interesting. The Gemara will have a, a different double double over here. Over here, it doesn't it doesn't go that far. Interesting, Nathan. You know, you have to understand if that's the case, you really. I mean, even though this is far fetched, you'll really never be putting someone to death unless they really are determined to do this quote unquote wrong according to the Torah. But anyways, that's the Gemara ve'ema. Perhaps it's the manach shene shemot and I think as well, Nathan, it's that if you're using the same word in the same sentence in context, you're assuming it's being used the same way but over I there. They want to do it on, on both ends. Well, keep, again, keep in mind again, the Pasuk says, uh, that it doesn't refer to one shem and another shem is in the eyes of the Gemara, we're assuming it's the same one. That's the assumption. Again, which one is it? We're going to discuss in a bit. For now, let's just have it as Shema Meforash, Yod Kevavke. Anyway, says the Gemara Vehema, Demarach Shene Shemot Ahadadeh. Ahadadeh means on top of one another. You place these two names physically on top of one another, Ubaza' Lehu, and then you cut through them. Says the Gemara Hahu, that would not be using the name against the name. That would be Nokev Vehozev and Nokev. Ultimately speaking, what are you doing? You're cutting through one, you're spearing one, and then you are spearing through the other. It's not as if you're not using one in order to get to the other. You're not using one against the other. You're using the two in tandem. They're both down there. They're both up there. And you're cutting through them at once. That's not nokev shem bishem. That's not using one name against the other. That's not using it as ammunition against the other. Says the Gemara ve'ema, I could still come up with a clever idea for how a person could, in this very angry state, uh, act in such a fashion physically of nokev shem bishem. How so? Says the Gemara dehayek shem apuma de sakina. What a person could do is they could be nokev. They could carve. The name of God, apuma, puma means mouth, the sakina of the knife. And as we discussed in the Gemara a few days ago, maybe a week or two ago, puma de sakina is a reference to the sharp side of the knife. It's not the top of the knife, it's the sharp side of the knife. If you recall, it was derived from that pasuk in, uh, in, uh, in Tehillim, v'cherif pipiot biadam, that the knife could have or a sword has two mouths. It only has one top. Two mouths are the sharp sides. Anyway, says the Gemara over here, perhaps it's that a person carved the name of God onto the knife. You're now using the name of God to cut through the name of God. I found it. No kev shem beshem in a physical sense. Says the Gemara, but pause for a second and think about that. Are you actually using God's name to destroy the first God's name? Not really. What you're using is, you're using the sharpness of the knife. You happen to have carved God's name on. Disgusting, terrible. That's what you decided to do. But in such a circumstance, what's actually doing the damage? It's not God's name. It's the knife. It's the sword. Says the Gemara Hahu. In such a circumstance, Hurpa de Sakina Harif. Many of us are familiar with. Means sharp. 
Uh, sometimes it means sharp in, in taste, sometimes it's sharp in personality. Over here, it's sharpness of the sword, of the knife. What is actually cutting, what's actually making the mark? It's the sharpness of the knife, not the name, says the Gemara. Okay, I'll take you in a different direction. I got it. Nokev does not mean the physical cutting, the spearing, the carving. That's not what it is. It's mentioning, it's using God's name, but maybe it means something altogether different. We've been assuming it's this cursing of God's name. Linkov, likov means literally to chisel, to carve out. Maybe it means to chisel, to carve out God's name by uttering it wrongfully. Uttering it wrongfully. Okay, we have lotishat sachem and that's not what it means. Maybe it says the Gemarav Emma parushe shemehu. Maybe it's explicitly reading God's name. As the Gemara tells us elsewhere, we read Yod Kevavke and we say Adni. We say God's name differently. We talk about him being the master instead of reading Yod Kevavke as it is written. It's wrongful. The, the Mishnah will tell us on Dafsadi that if a person does read in such a, such a fashion, it's inappropriate. The Gemara in just a moment will make clear it means you lack the appropriate awe and reverence for God. You don't have Yirat Hashem. Why not? Well, I think we all understand lehavdil mamash. If you speak to an important individual, it's your honor. You don't mention their name in such a the easy fashion. Even if you can read it, even if it's on their badge and such a say, your honor. We look at them and we give them a certain. I'm talking about Akadosh Baruch Hu. Lo nikra. Not the way that you'll write my name and I'll reveal a little, but you're not going to read it in such a fashion. It's that enigmatic relationship we have with God. On the one hand, He reveals a lot to Himself. We see Him in this world in many circumstances. On the other hand, while we see him, we remember and we realize don't actually see him. We don't actually know what's happening. It's that uh, mysterious uh, revelation he has to Moshe in Parashat Kitisa as well. You can see me from the back, but not from the front. The Hachamim uh, uh, envision in Masech Berachot is you can see the back of my tefillin, but not the front. What's the difference? The difference is I know it's there. I can see it, but I can't actually see it. That's what it is with Nokev Shem Hashem in a mifurash way. You're actually reading his name. Who do you think you are? You think you actually understand him? Are you on a first name basis with him? Well, he did tell me I could mention in appropriate moments. That's right, but not mention it in its fullness. As a result, we always say Hashem, the name. We don't even come close to mentioning it. It's very inappropriate. In the because it's disgusting. What sort of relationship have you envisioned? Have you determined you have with God, with Boreha Olam? Anyway, says the Gemara, perhaps that's the vision for a person who's being put to death, the punishment of Sikila. It's a person who is Parush. He's actually saying and speaking out, reading those words, completely inappropriate to the extent that you don't only fear and you don't only lack the requisite fear and awe of heaven, you're deserving of death penalty. Terrible. Dichtiv, after all, the Pasuk in this sort of context with regards to being explicit about name says, the Pasuk says in Sefer Bimidbar, after the construction of the Mishkan, it says that Aharon and Moshe gather the people, Asher Nikibu Bashemot, 
whose names were specified. So it means to specify, it means to carve out something specific. Maybe that's what it means over here as well. Okay, where would the azharan, remember we're playing, we're going through with this, you need both. How do I know that's what the word means? I need, I have a punishment, I want also an azharah, and the azharah, the warning, if we were to interpret this, this pasuk of, that we began with of no kev shem. And where's the azara? Where's the warning? As I told you, the Torah says that you have to fear. You have to have awe of heaven. Which means to say, suggest the Gemara, I get it. It's not a reference when the Torah says that a person who's no kev shem gets put to death. It's not a reference to the physical cutting and erasure. Okay, you're not going to get put to death in such a fashion. But I'm still not certain. It means that you uttered God's name and you're cursing him while doing so with it. That's not necessarily what it is. Maybe it's just uttering and stating explicitly as it's written. The Gemara tells us not to do so. You did so. The Torah perhaps is telling you not to do so with the extremity of this punishment. Says the Gemara, I have two reasons to disagree with this suggestion. Hada, number one, there it is, Nathan. Says the Gemara, number one is, uh, how are you using God's name against himself? Keep in mind, we began the Gemara with a Beraita. The Beraita says you need to use God's name in the way against his name. You need, the curse needs to be by means of his name, said Shemuel, because God's name is, because Nokev is mentioned twice in that context. Nokev Shem, Benokvo Shem. How do you have it over here? I mean, ultimately speaking, you told me your wrongdoing is you lack reverence. You don't have the appropriate awe of heaven because you're mentioning his name as it's written instead of the way we read it. Uh, what's the double reference? Question number one. Ve'od havyale azharata seva azharata la shema azhara. Furthermore, the pasuk that we were suggesting is our azhara. Our warning was et adonai lechatira. Et adonai lechatira is not a mitzvah lotase. It's not telling you not to do something. It's telling you yes to do something. Make certain that you have fear of heaven. You should. You must have yira. Right, it's true. What's that? Baruch Shekivanta. So the Gemara says, that's the Gemara. It's not an Azhara. It's not an Azhara. It is an Azhara. It does say to have fear. That's an Azharat Lotaaseh. You're using different words. The Gemara is saying it's an Azharat Aseh. It's a reference to warning you to do something, not to abstain from doing something, not to make certain that you don't do something. And as a result, the Gemara is quite certain you can't suggest that the nokeh b'shem over here is a reference to the person who's mevateh, who's mefaresh et Hashem. It's like Shamor and Zachor. I was just going to very briefly mention that. I'm not sure certain we're saying the exact same thing. But when it comes to Shabbat, the Torah does in Parashat Yitro say Zachor et Yom HaShabbat Lekadesho. And then in Parashat Vayet Hanan it says Shamor et Yom HaShabbat Lekadesho. So that's two references with regards to Shabbat. The Hachamim, of course, interpret Zachor is the Mitzvot Aseh, the Kiddush, maybe the Havdalah as well. The Shamor is the Mitzvot Lotaseh, it's the 39 Melachot. Ramban Nachmani in his commentary to the Torah and mystical moment suggests that Shamor and Zachor, Zachor and Shamor are parallel to Ahava and Yir'ah. Zachor is Ahavat Hashem. He doesn't fully explain himself. It'll take uh, several other classes for me to suggest what I think he means. But Zachor is Ahavat Hashem. Shamor, which is telling you to abstain, 
is Yirat Hashem, which kind of aligns with this Gemara, but it's not enough. Because the Azhara nonetheless is not don't. Shamor might be closer to don't, but it's not either. In such a circumstance, we're not dealing with, says the Gemara, an Azhara for Mitzvah Lota We're dealing with an Azhara for an Aseh. It's not sufficient to get a punishment of death. I'll give you a, another suggestion for why I'm certain, says the Gemara, that when the Torah says, don't be no Kebet Hashem, if you are no Kebet Hashem, you're going to be put to death that it's referring to cursing God. I'll give you another slam dunk proof. What's that? Amar Kera, the Pasuk says in Parashat Emor, we've referred to this Pasuk. We've talked about this circumstance. At the end of Parashat Emor, in an unexpected place, the Torah tells about this individual who goes out in the camp. He's a person, the Torah tells us specifically, he gets in a fight. He's a Ben Ish Misrit. His mother is, uh, is uh, excuse me, he's What's that? His mother is Jewish. The Torah tells us, excuse me, it's Yisraeli. Her name was Shelomit Batdivri. And his father is a Misri. And he fights with a person who's Yisrael on both ends. And as he's fighting in the middle of his slugfest, says the Torah, he curses God. And then they don't know fully what to do to him. And ultimately speaking, they stone him to death. We talked about this a bit earlier. Says the Pasuk in that context, what did this guy do? Tell me the word. Vaikob. Vaikalel, you see the words? He's nokev, vaikalel, right next to one another. The statement is he's nokev, don't know exactly what that means. Vaikalel, it means he was mikalel, he was cursing. Lememra, that's coming to teach us, that's coming to imply clearly to us. De nokev, the word nokev in the Torah, in these wrongful activities, not when it's being done perhaps in the context of uh, the names which were specified. Not then, when it's a wrongful isur, punished by death, no kev That's a reference to kilala. Says the Gemara, but maybe it's twofold. It's along the lines, this is what I was referring to earlier, Nathan, along the lines of maybe you have to do two things. As everybody's assuming it's all the same thing. Maybe it's no kev. And Mikalil. Maybe it's that you used God's name in the way that you mentioned it, Yodke Vavke, you read it explicitly, and you at the same time as well cursed it. Maybe that's what you need to do. After all, the Pasuk says, Nokev and Mikalil. It uh, could have just said, Vaikalil. It says, Vaikov, Vaikalil. Maybe it's two separate things that he does. Vidilma, maybe add until Davit Hervayu. He does both. Tere means two. Avad, of course, means to do. He needs to do both. What do you mean he needs to do both? The only way he's going to be put to death is if he does both. He's explicit. He's mefareshe tashem. And at the same time, he's as well nokevit to the extent that he's cursing it. Lasal kada'atach says the Gemara. You should not think so. Vaikob, vaikalel is really synonymous. It's a way, it's a flourish of speech of the Torah, using two words which mean the same thing one after the other. Dichtiv, after all, the Pasuk says, Hose et mekalel. Pasuk says the punishment of the mekalel is take him out and stone him. And it doesn't say, Hose et mekalel ve et nokev. It mentions him only as one. But if he did two wrong things, it should say, take out the guy who did A and B. Instead, it seems to say, take out the guy who did A. Clearly, there was no A and B. Mekalel and Nokev was the same thing. We can derive from this. Hadahi, it's all just one. Nikiva and Kelala is all one. So the Gemara has sufficiently dealt with our matter of 
the bedrock, the foundation of this Isur, which we mentioned in the Mishnah, the Megadef, the Mekalel. How did we derive it? How do we understand it? It's from those Pesukim, which we began the Gemara with, Nokev Shem, Benokposhem Yimat, and we understand it as a Nokev Shem, Bashem, the person is being Mekalel with the name of God against God. That's our understanding thus far. The Gemara will now veer to discuss some other details. Correct. Correct. Again, the paper on the top of the paper was perhaps cursing God is not enough. Perhaps you need even more than that. You need an action, so to speak. You understand? That was, uh, ironically, that was a leniency. The only way you're going to be liable to death penalty is if you did an action, a word. Maybe not. The hidush No, it's even with the word. It's funny. You're using a derudaita to solve the rabbanan. What's the rabbanan here? Only one thing, Mechaleth, so therefore we know usually it's the opposite. Usually it's the opposite. You get a Doraita and then we, we derive, you know. Yeah, but this is all Doraita over here. Yeah, it's, it's whether or not an action, is, an action needs to be, be done or yes. it's sufficient for Carson. Yes. Those are the two concepts that we give out of plan. Yes, right? that is very what much what's being teased out. Cursing, we generally, I got you, Rabbi. We generally assume Dibur is love kema'ase. You weren't with us in Rosh Hashanah, that's why you asked that question. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but uh, there is such a claim as well that akimat sifatai might be considered a ma'ase. In halakha, Dibur is something in between. But generally speaking, we assume the Gemara at the very beginning of Masechet Makot says that lo is not enough to be liable for makot, because it's what's called a lav she'inbo ma'aseh, there's no action, but you did something. All you did was speak, and dibur is not considered in its most uh, simple sense an action. So that's what I'm saying. In other words, even if it's a quasi-action, even if it's a diminished action, it's still not an action. And that's what the Gemara was wondering throughout. Maybe that's not enough. Maybe you actually need to do an action. Says the Gemara, Tanura Baran, a Beraita. The Beraita has the following derasha. You see, the Pasuk says uh, the following. Are we going to get this on the side? Ish, Ish, Pasuk has in the context of the cursing of God a double reference of Ish, Ish. Here it is. Ve'el b'nei Yisrael, it's right there in, in Parashat Emor. Ve'el b'nei Yisrael t'dabel Emor. Ish, Ish, ki yekalel Elohav v'nasah o. So Ish, 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 Ish is a double reference. Any person. I didn't need to say that. It could have said, and more simple, that when I start to dabele more, ki yekalel elohav in asachato. If a person uh, curses God, he's going to have to bear the bur- burden of his sin. He's going to be punished. Instead, the pasuk says, any person, ish ish. What's that coming to include? We read very often, if not always, all the words of the Torah very sensitively, paying attention to any reason why there might be some redundancy, some double wording. It says the Gemara, Tanu Rabbanan, the Beraita asks, Ish, Matalmud Lomar, what are we learning from? Ish ish, lerabot et ha'ovde kochavim shemuzarin al berkat Hashem ki Yisrael. We derive from the ish ish, any person that it's coming to include as well, non-Jews. That's what we mentioned uh, yesterday or two days ago, that it's one of the, the big bottom of our page will tell us it's one of the Sheva mitzvot b'nei Noah. If you look two lines from the bottom, there's a beraita tanur banan. the beraita tells us, keep your finger on this point, Sheva mitzvot, the seven Noahide laws, the Sheva mitzvot b'nei Noah, nistavu b'nei Noah. Of course, b'nei Noah a reference to, not b'nei Avraham, not our peoples. What are those Sheva 
mitzvot, which they are liable for, dinim, they have to set forth, set up for themselves a law system, ubirkat Hashem, there's the second one, birkat Hashem, of course, is a reference to blaspheming, if a person curses God, that's the, that those are the sheva mitzvot b'nei noah mitzvot. Why do you need it never says it by uh, by uh, by aku by a non-Jew. Ish Ish is telling you not only B'nai Israel but any person. That's a way of saying it. If you just said Ish, uh, Ish would say Ish velo Isha or something. Ish velo Katan. Ish Ish means any person means even non-Jews. That's the other. Oh, that's what you're asking. Oh, Sheva Misvot B'nai Noach is nowhere, most of them, are nowhere explicitly mentioned. There are derashot to derive them. That's what the Gemara is suggesting. This is the derasha. We're going to debate what the derasha is, but that's the answer. There's no befitch. There are nuanced differences on each of these between B'nai Noach and, and, and Israel. The Gemara will address most of them. You're going to be sorry you asked that question. You know, once you see it, I'm going to say we were just answering your question all this time, Jesse. But anyway, the Gemara will already talk about difference in terms of punishment between Israel and, uh, and B'nai Noach, and it'll address whether it's each one of these or specifically for us, the Megadef. What's that? Yes, I think what you're referring to is that when it comes to Bnei Noach, we say Azharate is the Onish. In other words, whereas by Israel we've said several times that the only time you're going to get a punishment is if the Torah has a warning and then it issues the punishment. When it comes to Bnei Noach, they don't need that warning. That'll be a, a, a vital, critical point in this Gemara and a long way ahead as well. And for example, well, we'll, we'll talk about it. Anyway, says the Gemara again. So Ish Ish is, it says the Beraita Lerabot However, says the Beraita, whereas Yisrael, we learned in the Mishnah and Dafnun Gimal, how do we get punished? How does a person from Israel get punished if they curse God? The non-Jews are besaif. Sekila, serifa, herig, chenek, the second to last in terms of the severity of punishment. They get saif. What's that? Well, I mean, we would we would do it as well. It's 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 our system. Oh sure, oh sure. This is imagining the Torah imagines a theocracy. It imagines Eretz Israel being governed by us. And if an Anju does wrong, we're judging them. Absolutely. Well, we'll we'll address it. We'll, we'll address it. But ultimately speaking, they're going to have to answer two hours. We'll, we'll address the in, in the Gemara in due time. Says the Gemara, Shikol Mita the Beraitah. So any death penalty, Ha'amura b'Bnei Noach, which is ever referenced to B'nai Noach. Again, we know it's going to be only in these seven circumstances. Ena ela besaif. It's only going to be saif, the beheading type of death penalty. Who told you that? The Beraita is being very careful. The Gemara always is very careful with all of its sourcing. Says Rashi, it's from the Pasuk in Parashat Noah. It's from the Pasuk in Parashat Noah. Pasuk in Parashat Noah says, Shofech dam ha'adam ba'adam damo yishafech. If a person sheds the blood of another person, their blood will be shed. The understanding is they shed the blood of another person with something like saif. They killed the other person. How are you going to kill them? In a similar way. So we imagine that what's the most similar to what normal people, well, deranged normal people do to one another if they're fighting and killing. Saif, as a result, it's Saif for all the death penalties. Listen, all of these are severe. All of these have death penalty, but the severity of death
death penalty is Saif, says the Gemara. All right, so that's this Biraita, but I have a question on the Biraita. Not about the law per se, but I have a question about the proof text, about the source. You told me that the source from in this Biraita for B'nai Noah, for non-Jews, being Nizar, being warned, and in turn being punished as well. It's all you really need. A warning is going to be sufficient for punishment as well by B'nai Noah for one reason or another. You told me that it's from Ish Ish, the double wording. Ha, that, this. Mehacha, nafka, hacha means here. Nafka means it's derived. Is this matter derived from the Pasuk of Ish Ish? Mehatam nafka. It's, we know, from later on, it's derived from another Pasuk. What Pasuk? Hashem. Zobirkat Hashem. Hashem. What's that referring to? God. The answer is, we'll see it in the Gemara later on. Vaisav Adonai Elohim Al Ha'adam Lemor. Pasuk refers to God commanding Adam. Vaisav Hashem. And it's a funny derasha, and we will, but it's Ta'adam Harishon. Vaisav Hashem. The derasha will be, he's misavay, he's commanding Adam Harishon on Hashem. There it is, okay. He commands God, yeah, that's right, all right. You know, it's a clever derasha, but can you find anything more at the basis, at the very beginning, than a command to Adam Arishon? The command to Adam Arishon, the Etzadat command, Kol Etzagan, Achon, so so forth. Well, that's the reference. So I don't need Ish Ish. I know from Vaisav Hashem Elokim answers the Gemara. First answer, Amar B. Yitzhak Navcha, Lo Nisrecha, Lerabot Et HaKinuyim, Ve'libad Bimeir. So as the Gemara goes like this, this pasuk that we have of Ish Ish is coming to teach more than just the Shema Meforash or the Shem Yod Kevavke. It includes as well the Kinuyim. Kinuyim, we mentioned in the Mishnah, is a reference to nicknames of sort. It means not the primary name. It means not the singular name. And we have, with regards to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the Gemara elsewhere, and our Gemara will go through this, there are several Kinuyim. They have almost, if not exactly, the same severity under most circumstances as Yod Kevavke. We have Elokim, we have Shin Dalid Yov, we have Adni, we have several names. What happens? We've been talking throughout the Shem, the Shem, the Shem, and we've been imagining maybe that it's Yod Kevavke. What about if the non-Jew, for a moment, uses the, uses the name of God, but not Yod Kevavke, they mention Elohim, they mention Shindalid Yod, they mention one of those other names. That's the Derashah of of Ish Ish. Vaisav Hashem is Yod Kevavke. If they mention that name, that's the primary reference to don't curse my name. However, what about if you said Elohim? That as well is a violation. Who's it to be Meir? Rabbi Meir, we'll see in the Beraita, to come, but it means for our purposes, this is our first introduction to that question. We still want to talk about other languages at some point along the line, but at this point, what about within the language of Hebrew? What about within the terminology of the Torah? Are we referring when we talk about Megadefet Hashem to Shem Yod Kevavke, or is it even to Elohim and Shindalid Yod? We have our answer already that by at the very least non Jews, and we're going to assume it's by the Jews as well, if you're Megadef, you're Mekalelet Hashem, uh, even if it's one of the Kinuyim you're going to be liable to the same death penalty. If it's for a non-Jew, it's Saif. If it's a Jew, it's going to be Sekilah. Baruch Adonai Le'olam. Amen, amen.